Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sirthos Podcast. It's Maria, and I am actually flying solo for my first episode ever. Um, good thing I have just like a regular, average guest on here. I don't really think many people um, know him. Uh, even, you know, most of you didn't get guess right on my Instagram story when I posted um, his little bio that he said I was going to death stomp him with a fentosale. You guys didn't guess that, and I'm actually really upset. So, I'm going to let you reveal yourself. Uh, tell us who you are, a little bit about yourself, and we'll get started. Is it working now? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm 5430. <laughs> <laughs> or Yanni. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for being here. So for everyone who guessed, um, you guessed wrong, and I still have 50 of my $62 in my Venmo account. So. Um, I'm offended. I thought that answer was pretty on brand. <laughs> I thought so too. I thought so too. And and for all you um, listening, I actually told uh, Yanni that I would probably choose a different dance, like a slower one, and like have more contact with his face. That's so horrible. When I thought about that, I'm like, he's going to think I'm the weirdest person in the entire world. Which... No, that was the best possible answer. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Phew. Because I was like, Maria, that like probably crossed a little bit of a line. Um, so... 5430. I think most people know what that stands for or what that, what kind of how you came up with that, but can you tell us a little bit about that? 5430 is the number of miles between Chicago and Athens, uh, standing for the, where I find inspiration for everything I do. So I've never always, I've never been a fully Greek content creator or fully American, fully, you know, Yeah. I live in that same dichotomy we all suffer through every day. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, talk to me about growing up in Chicago and your involvement with Greek dance. Like, what was your Greek life like in Chicago as a kid or a young adult? You know, you would think by default that I was very connected to the Greek community based mm -hmm. on what my account is, based on being in Chicago, which mm -hmm. is pretty well known for having a big Greek population. But uh, I didn't have a Greek community of my own until... Halfway through high school. Oh, no way. <laughs> uh, before that, my family was never involved. Like, we would go to church. Uh, I went to Greek school every Saturday and Wednesday nights. Um, and that was my involvement with Greek dance, too. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, like, Goya, Greek dance competitions, whatever things that regular Greek Americans do, I never was involved <laughs> in. Yeah. Um, so you said high school. Yes. That's an interesting time to kind of get involved, like awkward time of life, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'd say what so. Did, right? What kind of, what dragged you into it? Was there something? I had, growing up in, uh, I think when I was growing up, this was, I'm in Albany Park of Chicago, okay. uh, which is like on the north side, but it's one of the most diverse neighborhoods in the whole country, or it was then. Mm -hmm. uh, so I grew up with everything, every kind of ethnicity, mm -hmm. um, which I'm thankful for. I mean, it's given me so much exposure to so many cultures. Uh, but there was one, there were a few Greek friends that went there. We were close in age. So like, that was the closest thing I had to Greek friends. But, you know, I was the type of Greek American that was not allowed to leave the house, or <laughs> have friendships, oh, no. like go stay over at friends' houses. Yeah. So in high school, I was at the uh, Greek parade downtown. For the, mm -hmm. It was 20 Martiu. And I ran into the one of the, this girl I had grown up with that I hadn't seen since like seventh grade, mm -hmm. eighth grade. Uh, earlier than that, I think she had transferred. And we kind of just reconnected like that. She introduced me to her friend. And then the three of us went to get coffee. And then I met their friends and they became my friend, you know, mm -hmm. they became the, I was immediately sucked into the community. Yeah. Absolutely. And immediately knew that everyone was cousins. Everyone already knew each other. <laughs> everyone had gone to church together, baptized each other. And I was mm -hmm. just this like weirdo that had just entered at age right. 16. <laughs> I mean, I can understand that. Cause I feel like moving as an adult, like I recently moved to South Florida and I'm kind of like in that weirdo stage again, like, mm -hmm. Oh, there's, a random Greek person here who like nobody knows, which is kind of great, you know, yeah. um, not nobody knows. I mean, you know, there's some Padea down here, but you know, it's just different. Like it's yeah. 
That's what it felt of, like, kind of like moving. Yeah. I've never moved. I had never moved like as a family, but yeah. I imagine that's what it felt like. Yeah. Just being thrown into this new community where everyone had these inside stories. Like, yeah. God. <laughs> exactly. Alienating. Exactly. It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, okay. So, Chicago, 5430, we know that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about like how you get your content for your, your stuff. Like what goes through your brain when you think about something? <laughs> this is not a psychology session. Either. <laughs> that was a loaded question. <laughs> um, I've been trying to figure that out myself. I think mm. a lot of it started as like me viewing the internet and the mainstream culture as not accessible to us as Greek Americans. Interesting. Not, I mean, it's accessible, obviously. Like we grew up, we're American. We have, sure. but like, I don't know. I, I always felt a little extra foreign. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so a lot of it started with that kind of like Greekifying things. A lot mm -hmm. of my earlier content was just me dubbing music over things mm -hmm. or seeing things and being like, hey, we kind of do that too. Uh, yeah. Let me, let me, post it and like caption it under our lens you know yeah so that's kind of the premise of a lot of it yeah and then the other half is i think how i grew up like because of how i entered the community i kind of view it as an outsider so a lot of times i can look at the things we do and be like mm, <laughs> that's a little weird <laughs> um you know i'm gonna have to pick up on that what's the weirdest thing that you observe in the greek community I'm not saying weird. I mean, like, I mean, weird I, don't like like the word, I don't like the word weird. It doesn't really mean anything, but things that stand out to mm -hmm. non-Greek people. Sure. Uh, I mean, even down to little things like kissing each other on the cheek when we greet each other. Mm -hmm. When, like, I come back from Greece and then go to school and be tempted <laughs> to kiss someone on the cheek and I'd be like, oh, wait, right. not here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, flip a switch in your brain and be like, no, I'm with Americans now. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's definitely an interesting take on it because as somebody who kind of like grew up, I mean, I, I definitely grew up more involved in the Greek stuff yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I think even with certain Greek stuff, I was a little bit of like an outsider with, so like I had never been to a dance competition until this past year. Right. Um, like a, a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, had never kind of really gotten involved with like, I mean, I was involved super like a lot with sons and maids and that kind of stuff, but you know, just kind of had my own little circle of trust, if you will, and kind of didn't yeah. break out from that. Um, and you're so right that you like immerse yourself in the culture, whether it's here or going to Greece and then you come back and you like <clears throat> Americanize yourself. And then yeah. you find yourself just doing very strange things like, um, I think it gives us a really cool vantage point if mm -hmm. we could all take advantage of it. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people realize what, what cool, what an interesting insight we have to the world. Yeah. And this ability that we have to switch these modes, you know, it's not, it's not as simple as people, as we think, I think we take it for granted. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like I can remember like having my American friends in my car back in like, high school or college and having like my Greek music on. And it wasn't like, you know, modern Greek music. It was like, I'm in the choreo, like, you know, we're like wailing and, and dancing. <laughs> and I'd have to like switch it to like, you know, the the CHR, like the, you know, normal, like mainstream kind of pop music. Right. Um, you do, you kind of like play that limbo, you know, mm -hmm. you, have, you straddle that line as a Greek American, it, which is cool. And it even works when we go there. Sometimes we're a little too American for Greece, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. Like. We uh, just don't fully fit anywhere. Yes, I totally, yes. And I had this conversation last summer for the first time with a friend of mine. And I was mm -hmm. like, I came to this realization. I was like, being Greek American, if you fully want to em embrace the experience of being Greek American, it is inherently a painful experience. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. As beautiful as it is, you have to accept that you will never have everything you want. Like half your life will always be across the world from you. <laughs> And that, yeah. I don't know. It's like they say, you know, like that pain comes with an equal amount of beauty. 
because we do have a beautiful culture and we do get to experience that as well. Absolutely. And I feel like I wouldn't trade that. Like when you were just saying that I was thinking about like, you know, when you have a house in Greece, it's like, and this, you don't necessarily have to have a house in Greece to experience this, but like you have your whole setup there. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I can picture like where everything is there and, and what I've left there, like what sneakers I have there. Right. It's like, I put on the the Maria, you know, the, the Greek Maria version. Um, and even with the things that frustrate me as an American over there. So for example, how long things take to get done Mm -hmm. drives me up the wall. But I would never, ever trade that because I feel like that's part of what makes Greece, Greece. You know what I mean? I would never want to Americanize that in Greece. Like, it might take me seven difficult, days. Right. Yeah. But it's it's difficult, like, to separate that, you know? Sure. Or it's like, when that starts to bother you, you're like, oh, wait, that's the American. Like, yeah. this is how things are here. Yeah. That's the end. It's not, it's not better or worse. It's just, this is it. And I have exactly. to rewire again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't, you know, spend a ton of time in Greece. Like I never like lived there for an extended chunk of time. It was always like just summers, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or that kind of stuff. But, um, it's interesting. Cause I feel like when I, and I don't know if you feel this too, when you, when I go there, I feel like I need like a week to like Greek myself, you know what I mean? Yeah. To realize, like, to just kind of slow down, to be like, whatever, okay, my internet, my, you know, wind GR internet is, like, working, <laughs> like, for, like, three hours in the day, and that's just what it's going to be, you know? Um. <laughs> our house is filled with so many, Calamata, our house is filled with so many, like, because there was a big, terrible earthquake in uh, 86 mm-hmm. in Calamata. So after that, any buildings built after that have like super overcompensated with anti-seismic like steel rebar. Yeah. Phones do not work inside our house anywhere yeah. <laughs> because yes. the entire interior is a freaking antenna. Yes. The opposite of antenna. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's so funny because um, <laughs> so growing up, Carpathos is a, a matriarchal society, right? So the firstborn daughter gets all the property, all this kind of stuff. Um, I know that. M- yeah, it's, it's super interesting. Um, my Yaga and Papu were a little bit different in the fact that my Papu went out and bought property for his two sons because, you know, my Yaga was going to give all of her property to my, my aunt, and then there was my dad and my uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, so the house that we have is like a, a farmhouse kind of on like, you know, we have like olive trees and whatever, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's traditional style. It has like a loft, whatever, but it's the same thing. It's literally a vault in there. Like we get, I mean, maybe like four TV stations. We have like a huge satellite dish with the same thing. And it doesn't work. Who knows? We yeah. get like Al Jazeera. <laughs> Sometimes we get BBC, you know, whatever. Um, and we have been waiting since the eighties for a telephone line to the house. We don't have, like, <laughs> I know. We don't have a landline because I, I mean, it's not on the main road, but it's not like in the middle of nowhere. There are other houses like up the road and, and down the road from it. Mm. Um, but we never got a phone line, so we can't have like wired internet or we haven't found a way yet. So that's nuts. <laughs> You're going to have to sign so, up for uh, Elon Musk's internet. <laughs> I, I need something. I need something. It's so crazy, but I mean, but that's the beauty of being there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know to expect that and like it kind of forces you to like yeah it like hurls you into that culture mm-hmm. you know it's like no nope, mm-hmm. you're gonna disconnect and you're gonna relax and you're gonna stop mm-hmm. checking your email and just like take a nap <laughs> exactly. exactly it's fine yeah everything's gonna be fine you're gonna wake up you're gonna have coffee and then you're gonna take a nap and then you're gonna go to the beach and nap some more and just yeah, deal with it it'll be okay yeah <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. It makes me want to go back like right now, actually. Um, yeah. As I look out at this new layer of snow, I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's pretty nice and warm here today, actually, which is great. But um, I don't miss snowy winters, so I don't know how y'all do it. Um, <sighs> I, I mean, I do know. I do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to come south for winter. It's it's like a wild experience. Like It's like 80 something degrees out right now. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know. It doesn't make any sense when they were like, I'm just going to sit here and be day. miserable instead. <laughs> I know. They were like, you know, Puxatani Phil. I mean, I don't even know. He died. So his replacement, who knows, whatever. Um, saw his He's shadow like again. Fourth. 
know, exactly. I'm like, people in South Florida don't care about Poxitani Phil. He doesn't exist. It's like Arizona doesn't change their, their time. Mm-hmm. South Florida doesn't care about Poxitani Phil. <laughs> I don't trust like, him anyway. I know. I mean, I don't either. They probably got him from some zoo or something. And <laughs> you probably can't even see. He's like 90 years old. Um, anyway, so, okay, I love it. Um, something else I wanted to talk about today, which is probably going to, I have two questions. Um, one, and we can tackle whichever one first, how do you deal with like the trolls? Like I, I've watched your videos where you kind of make fun of people and like, I don't understand how people don't realize that you're joking in some of your posts. Like, I I mean, I don't get it. I have not been able to figure out what they're so worried about. <laughs> like the, just, the tone of some of the comments, I'm like, like, uh, I don't even know. It's not even, and some people are, well, DM me and be like, it's because Greek people in Greece don't have your sense of humor. And I'm like, that's not true because Greek Americans send worse messages. It's not. Absolutely. There's no, there's no borders on where the messages come from. No. Everyone's just awful. No. But some of them are like, okay, like we get you're joking, but like if a non-Greek sees this, you know, what do you think that'll do to Greece? And I'm like, nothing. Worst, <laughs> right. <laughs> worst case scenario is they'll think Peloponnesus was an island, and then okay, like right. oh, I was gonna, I was gonna visit, but not anymore. <laughs> right. What right. exactly is the issue? I know, and to say that I saw on the internet. I'm going to embarrass myself and I'm like full disclosure. I'm okay with this in my mind's eye, which clearly I'm not a designer. So like I have very low spatial intelligence. Alaska is an Island. Okay. In my mind's eye, because if this is, I'm a product of the American education system, right? So if I'm looking at a map of the U S like Alaska and Hawaii, were always kind of like in little, the water, like exactly. little boxes. Yep. Exactly. Right. Sense. So, I mean, if I was on Jeopardy, I would have lost that. I, like, I would have lost Jeopardy if they were like, you know, you know, like, so if people like, does it make me like hate America and think badly and all this kind of stuff? No, I just educated myself and realized like, oh, cool. I'm in my mid thirties. And I just realized that Alaska is not an island. This is great. Like, it's going to be the same thing with people who are watching your videos. If they're like, if they're really taking you as like the word of, of Greek geography, which they shouldn't, number one, no offense, but you know. No offense taken. <laughs> the way I'm speaking alone in those videos should tell you to not listen to me. <laughs> right? I just Researchers have found that. <laughs> I just don't my, get my it. My favorite comments are the ones that are like, it's a man-made island. I'm like, ah, you said island. <laughs> right. <laughs> I never said it was natural. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Um, does it ever like get to you? Do they ever like, do they get under your skin? the comments or like that kind of stuff i've gotten pretty good at ignoring it mm-hmm. um yeah i i don't think i don't take them personal i think i good. just assume people are dealing with their own bs and they just take it out on me right. <laughs> and that's fine yeah uh yeah i mean I get a lot of messages of support on Instagram that are like, don't take them seriously. It's okay. Like, mm-hmm. we love you here. And I'm like, it's right. not that bad. First off, most of the comments are positive on TikTok. I just yeah. share the negative ones because I think they're really funny. Absolutely. Uh, free content. But if people are worried about me, I have to stop sharing. <laughs> like, I, I don't feel like I'm in danger. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, it's actually the, the people that do more damage to me psychologically or emotionally are friends of mine who at times that I'm like, you know what? I'm unplugging. I don't want to look at these comments anymore. Yeah. Friends will be like, can you believe someone wrote this? And they'll text me. And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> this space is not for that. I unplugged yeah. on purpose today. Like I don't yeah. need to know that someone said whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I know they're doing it to help or to defend me or stand sure. up for me, but like, no. I got a handle yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. It's for it's, sure. It can, it can be tough. It's just, yeah, I, I think you have to take advantage or just assume that everyone has a small attention span and they'll forget. <laughs> right. 
you know, like they, they left their comment and they're over it and whatever they're dealing with, they will have to go home and deal with, but they're not sitting there thinking about you afterwards. So you shouldn't think about them either. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good advice. People take that advice. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Take that and run home with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, good for you. Um, I, I think it's interesting because, um, years ago, uh, my dance group from New York, from upstate New York, we were performing at a college and, um, we had forgotten to pack the men's belts for Mm -hmm. their Cretan costume. Right. So one of the guys was holding the other guy and he was doing Cretan kicks. And this guy's like, at that time, I'm sure he still is kind of like lanky, probably weighed like 105 pounds. And on his set of kicks, he went over the other guy's head and he like (laughs) dropped him. Right. Because he didn't have oh. the belt. He was like, he's like, if I pull too hard, I'm going to like pull his pants down. You know what I mean? Cause he, yeah. he didn't have anything to hold on to. <laughs> so thankfully he was okay. He like literally smacked on the dance floor and everyone was like, Oh, you know, you heard that like intonation come through the crowd. Um, but we posted the video on YouTube. Cause we're like, whatever, like it's funny as all, I think it's still up there. And people were ripping us apart. Like, tearing us apart, tearing us our dancing apart. We're like, that's not the point. The point is that this guy just like literally kicked so high that he fell on his head, like have a sense of humor. You know right. Like it's your, it's your issue to deal with. And if he was okay with the video being up, like. <laughs> right. They were like, God, their, their Pentos Ali sucks. And we're like, homie, yeah, did you just see him? Was good. <laughs> exactly. Like, come on now. Come on. Um, so kind of speaking about that, like in that, vein. Um, I want to talk about cultural appropriation because I feel like that's actually how I found your account. It was either because um, matchmaker Maria posted like something that you made her like an emoji, her crystal ball or something, which um, if y'all are not following her, she's hilarious um, in the fact that she gives realistic advice for people like everything that we probably want to say but we don't um she says it and she will not fluff it up for you (laughs) no 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 she um she gets right to it yeah sure (laughs) does sure does um so i think that i feel like i kind of found you around then and then i remember like somebody was doing something stupid with greek letters i don't think it was nike because i feel like that happened kind of soon it might have been something before that um there's been so many uh, so it could have been DJ Khaled. It could have been, uh, I don't remember them all. <laughs> yeah, there's been so many. Um, or it I could have been Nike when they were promoting Yanni's Antokumbo's uh, things too. Oh, it, Nike, it, Nike's it, done it, a few it. things. Yeah, no surprise. Um, Nike for one, you know. Um, not that that's really culture appropriation, but you know, anyway. Right. <laughs> um, talk to me about that. like. And then I'm, I'm going to tell you what a friend of mine asked me or said to me um, mm-hmm. and how I kind of struggle with it. But what's your view on it? I struggle with it, you know. Um, it's tough. Like, I don't. It changes every time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> like, it's not like I lose sleep over it. Sure, you know? of course. Uh, and again, the struggle comes from is it appropriation or appreciation mm-hmm. and the distinction the distinction is important um uh and i know because the conversation permeates america so often mm-hmm. but with like black culture or asian culture happens all all the time way more than for us yeah. <laughs> where the thought originated was i would see all these conversations happening about mm-hmm. appropriation of black culture appropriation of asian cultures uh I don't know, whatever, everyone. Mm-hmm. And then I would think about how often it happens to us and no one would talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what What makes that okay? Mm-hmm. Is it because we're white? Is it because we're not a uh, downtrodden community right now, as you, as it were, you know? Sure. Uh, even if we were in the past, we can't say that we are now. Like we're- Of course prospering in america fine yeah i don't know and these are i'm not drawing any conclusions i don't know the answer to this uh it kind of goes by case by case Mm -hmm. like i think nike has the resources to do better for example Mm -hmm. 
the Lizzo music video. I don't know. I don't know if that's appropriation or appreciation. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was nothing yeah. about the song that was Greek, like it was irrelevant. But again, <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a? Do you, what's your take on it? I kind. I think I vacillate as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think I completely agree with you that you know because we are not like a, a culture in flux, if you will, or a culture that is, you know, almost being highlighted too. I, I think sometimes like we have to just be glad in a way that, that there is a light being shown and then we can correct it because, you know, there's not like stigmas or, or other real judgments against our culture currently, if that makes any sense. Like, um, I think you just, yeah, I think, ah, you just gave me an epiphany. <laughs> did I? <laughs> yes. I think the complicated conversation that we have to have about it is that like, I think in the views of, in the eyes of Americans, I think it is appreciation. Mm-hmm. And I think as Greek Americans, we have a tendency to gatekeep our own culture from mm-hmm. people. Like we want everyone to notice us. We want everyone to know we're Greek, but we also don't want to let anyone in. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we make it exceedingly difficult for non-Greeks to have access to us. Mm-hmm. We don't explain our music. Like we, a lot of Greek Americans get, get can get pretty smug about it. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been there. I was like that in high school, college mm-hmm. probably. Uh, I think the appreciation that America does have, and the admiration that I think people have for our art and our culture, should be an opportunity for us to steer the conversation instead of being like, "Stop it." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Don't use the Greek key anymore. Like, right. no, you use it, but understand <laughs> it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, use it, but hire Greeks on your team too. Yeah. Absolutely. Or more Greek Absolutely. people can get into the arts and like be louder and be in at the table when Mikey mm-hmm. does the next Greek thing, you know, mm-hmm. be available Absolutely. so that Lizzo can hire you and have a Greek creative director for her video. Mm-hmm. But instead we like become so insular that people who are interested have no choice but to just like draw their own mm-hmm. conclusions or base everything on an old vase. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think um, it's interesting because in thinking about Greek dance, I think there is a little bit more inclusion, especially these days, um, because, you know, at churches, you have a lot of churches where Greeks have married non-Greeks, they have kids, they decide to, you know, raise them in the Greek church. They're part Mm -hmm. of like the Goya basketball teams. They're part of, um, you know, the dance groups, whatever. And I definitely saw that when I was at um, HDF this year and um, I had run their social media and when, you know, people would like DM us pictures and tag us. So I was just like sharing like a crazy person. Um, And this one mom messaged me and she was, she sent a picture of her son and she's married to African-American guy. I think she has at least two sons who are at HDF and he was dancing. And I don't, I think it was like maybe the one year um, anniversary of like his grandfather's passing or something like that. And it was like so powerful to her. Mm. Um, And, you know, we were like just looking at messages and stuff like that. Like I didn't have a full conversation with her, but I'm like, I wonder how she feels like for me, he was like totally in the dance group. You know what I mean? He grew up like, half Greek, half African-American or Greek-American, African-American, whatever. And it was just like, there was no differences when he was up on that stage. And I'm like, man, even when I was growing up, it was totally different. So something I think has changed. For sure. Um, There's a shift happening. Yeah. And I think it's, I think that's more in line with the ideals that a lot of Greek-Americans claim to claim, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the, sure the Hellenistic era of our history, where to be Greek wasn't defined by your bloodline, but the appreciation of the culture and the language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's when I get angry about arguments about, well, he's not actually Greek about the Kumbo or whoever. I'm like, he is though, you know, like, 100%. <laughs> he's also allowed to embrace, is he is his family from Nigeria? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Someone was like, see, he's turning his back on Greece once when he said he's going to go to Nigeria. I'm like, he's allowed to do that. He, 
<laughs> oh, did no. we all turn our backs on Greece when we went to America? No. Exactly. Come on. Come on. Uh, but he speaks Greek. You know, he yeah. used to tweet in Greek all the time. Like, yeah. No. As, as long as someone embraces the culture, they can be Greek in my eyes. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what your bloodline is. I mean, and being genetically Greek doesn't make you a better person in my eyes either. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't automatically support your business or love you or <laughs> think mm-hmm. you're great just because you're Greek. Yeah, you're a good person, and if you happen to be Greek, awesome. Absolutely, and like, how many people, you know, are adopted into families? Like, how many kids? And right. they're they're raised Greek. Like, you are a product of your environment, whatever you choose that environment to be. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, unless you really, really fight and kind of totally resist the outside forces, you are going to morph into and adapt into your environment. And I think, you know, in this podcast, we've met with so many people who have told us that a lot of their experience with like furthering and promoting Greek culture, music, dance, song, whatever it might be, um, comes from the drive from from others, from non-Greeks who are so enamored um, with like, I'm thinking about, um, we interviewed a, a Grammy award-winning um, uh, producer, and he's mm-hmm. not Greek, but he is just captivated by the music from Epiros to the point where he, you know, wrote a book on it. He has studied it. He's like pouring his life into that, and he's a complete Philohellene. Like he is zero percent Greek, you know. Right. Yet his connection and preservation of the culture is like tenfold compared to like, you know, maybe an average Joe who's just going through the motions mm-hmm. of like going to church, where there, which there's nothing wrong with that either. There's oh, absolutely nothing wrong not. with, you know, Greeks who are super Americanized either at all, like in my opinion. Um, so this is the question that might crush your epiphany that you just had, or maybe not. Um, <laughs> but a friend and I were chatting and I think it was after the Lizzo video and she was like, Maria, isn't Greek dancing cultural appropriation? Um, And I wanted to like curse her because I was like, why are you making me think about this? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then I really started to think about it because I'm like, well, shoot, like we try to be authentic, right? We try to like, like I'm thinking about like Dimitri Dallas's group in Chicago. They bleed a lot of authenticity there. They study, they research. Yeah. But then I'm thinking about when, you know, you're like in your twenties and you're at Greek night and you're like busting it out to like Omega Vibes Pentozali or you're like like they would put on our biggest joke was like they would put on like rap at some of these like Greek events, right? Yeah. And we would do like dances from Pondos because the rhythm is the exact same. Right. So I I'm just like, witnessed that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I forgot what song it was. I was like, no, stop it. Right. I'm, I'm glad people are still doing that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, I mean, God, we are so stupid. But <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. I I think it's now. But what you told me, like appropriation versus appreciation. I'm like, I actually think it's appreciation because I think things like HDF and FDF, I think those are for sure. Follows for sure fall under appreciation. Mm-hmm. Like the whole mm-hmm. point is to appreciate it and recreate it and preserve it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where it would cross the line into appropriation. I don't know if we do. I don't know. I'm going to need to talk to her again about this. (laughs) No, I don't know. And I've had, I've had a conversation with friends about the, the value the diaspora places on preservation versus the resistance to evolution or growth, Hmm. which I think kind of falls similar to there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Falls into that general conversation about appropriation um, or appreciation. Like, I feel like at some points we might, I don't know. I don't know where that was going actually. I have pondered if we cross the line into overappreciation to the point that we cripple mm-hmm. ourselves. That's, I guess, where I was trying to get to. Interesting. Because I, I understand the value of preservation. Uh, I've never been interested in going to like the competitions, but like I sure. know plenty of Greek dances. I can dance. I can 
whatever. They're fun. Yeah. I love doing them. Yeah. Uh, but then when I see people getting angry that Greece will make modernized Greek music or try hip hop because, you know, mm-hmm. it's a living, breathing country and they're going to, the culture is going to change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's when I start to have problems with it. Yeah. Where people are like, no, Greeks are supposed to be this way. And it's like, no, like they're alive. Yeah. They're let them grow. Let, let us grow. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, if you're, you're not growing up in the Horyo, like if you're growing up near a city, you're not, you're just a European at that point who yeah. speaks Greek. <laughs> yeah. And you're not exposed to the lifestyle that like fosters that tr- like becoming that, you know, traditional musician as opposed to like a hip hop artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it's like the same thing. I lived in Spain for a little bit. It's the same thing there with like um, what used to be like the gypsy culture and flamenco. That's why it was so tied to the gypsy culture because they lived on the fringe. They yeah. weren't allowed into the cities. So, and then all of a sudden they started to be like these amazing musicians. They get pulled into the cities and well, lo and behold, you know, Spanish music culture is is not just traditional flamenco anymore you know what i right. mean it hasn't been <laughs> for for quite some time right um god that's so interesting i feel like these are the conversations you need to have like either on a beach somewhere in greece maybe yes. you know <laughs> whatever island or non-island you want to be at um or are there conversations that you have like in your friend's basement like the only greek friend that you're allowed to go over to their house and you like <laughs> stay in their basement for like hours upon hours you know these are the, the conversations, conversations that like start at 3 a.m <laughs> yes because you're like i gotta go home and then somebody's like i need to talk to you about what you think about cultural appropriation of greek dancing <laughs> and you're like well shit i'm let's here go. until seven <laughs> <laughs> but i'm putting on some coffee let's go <laughs> exactly exactly oh my gosh um so to kind of wrap this up i have to say first of all um Every time I, I like have a friend who sends me your video that doesn't have like your tag on it or whatever, you know what I mean? That was like crap. I don't know how you do that, but whatever. I'm like, go to the original one and reshare the original. So number Thank one. You. So if y'all are listening, because creating content takes a freaking long time, long time and a lot of passion. So and it's like it's your idea. Um, I've had a lot of debates with people about the value of a watermark. Um, I don't know. Like I've talked about it with excuse me, are you Greek, for example. Okay. And his, his argument is that it's more about branding than it is about protecting content. I'm like, okay, fair. I can see that, I guess, you know, but like, say someone steals my video and leaves the watermark on and reposts Mm -hmm. it on their account somewhere else. There is like a 1% chance that anyone will read my watermark and be like, Oh, let me see what else this guy does. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's about at least just crediting wherever you take it from, you know? Absolutely. I don't mind if people take my videos. I assume it's going to happen. I've taken videos, but I always credit whoever's in it, whoever cut it, whoever, you know, like I try to do as much as I can because the internet is built in such a way that does not protect those people. Absolutely. And we all learn that in school people citations. Citation. Exactly Come that. <laughs> Cite your damn work. <laughs> MLA format. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever you want, whatever floats your boat. You want to do Chicago style and switch it up a little bit? That's cool too. Um, <laughs> shoot, what was I going to ask? Oh, no, I was going to say that I think one of my favorite things that you have done are the figure skating dubs. I died. I was like, okay, first of all, I kind of was boycotting the Olympics this year. I didn't really watch a whole lot, you know, because of everything going on. I felt like Mm -hmm. that made me a little bit of a social justice warrior, you know, in my own right. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I mean, I do really believe that there's some screwed up stuff going on, but I did kind of, I dabbled in it a little bit. Um, But the way you put the music to their moves, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, it was so good. It was, if I would have done that, I would have completely, I, I would have had <laughs> completely, they would have been like jumping when the song like is flat or something, but I just didn't understand. I was like, this is like the cool, I think I watched I one it. like seven times, like 
with an ancient channel. I was lefty. happy about. <laughs> oh my god, I died. And that I... goes back to the first conversation we had, where like I see our culture in other things all the time. Of course. I, I was when I visited Spain. I went to Sevilla, <gasps> and they took us perfect. on the really. Oh, yeah, I love that city uh, so much. It's the best city. It's one of the best cities in Europe. You heard me, everyone. It's not in the country of Greece. It's in Spain. Oh, I love it. I love it there. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend and I stayed at a hostel, mm-hmm. and we just did all the any hostel we backpacked throughout Europe. Yeah. Any hostel we stayed at, we did all the tours too. Cool. Just to like have an organized way to see the city. And that hostel took us on a uh, sangria tour. They called it, I think. Okay. So they took us to like two spots to try sangria that was like well known, whatever. And then the third stop was this like little hole in the wall in this back room. And it was just two guys on a guitar and a flamenco dancer. Yes. And they gave, they like liquored us all up on more sangria. Yeah. <laughs> Explained the full history of it, of flamenco dance and all that. Yeah. And then I saw the most powerful dance performance of my entire life that I could still vividly remember to mm-hmm. this day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then reflecting on it afterwards, I was like, oh, this is a Zabeco. Like it's, yes. it's literally Zabeco with different instruments. Yes. Female dominated, I guess, but like, whatever. Sure. It's, the, it's the same purpose. Yeah. It's an expression of like angst and emotion and pain and wow. Like we're all the fucking same. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can swear. Sorry. You can. You can. Okay. You're good. <laughs> Um, but that's beautiful. No, I, I mean, we're all the same. We just got to these 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 cultural landmarks in different ways, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. When I was living in Seville, I feel like I we would go to like the flea markets all the time, um, which were interestingly enough by where the World's Fair was held, which is like kind of creepy when you go back to those areas because um, it's like you know vacant and there's all these huge buildings and structures and stuff like that. Um, and I remember like talking to these people to figure out where they do, where they like congregate at night. Cause I was like, I want to hang out with them. Yeah. Um, and you see like the craziest dancing, but you're exactly right. The music is all about like the, the visceral pain that you feel because somebody has left you or because, you know, whatever, you know, which is very similar to, if you think about, you know, songs that, that we dance to, mm-hmm. um, and it's very much a personal expression you know um it's also I had never super... had a yeah, sorry go, go ahead. ahead no no go ahead oh, i had never had a deep connection with dance like yeah emotionally and sure. that was i think that's the first time i recalled like actually crying from a dance like witnessing a dance you know yeah yeah and then the next day i recall sitting on the roof the yeah the roof deck whatever yeah. of the of the hostel and just looking out because the building was like slightly taller than mm-hmm. the rest of the in that area and i was looking out over the rooftops and like two one or two streets over there was this woman in like athleisure like mm-hmm. leggings and whatever practicing flamenco by herself on the roof and it was like i felt like i shouldn't be watching like it was such an intimate mm-hmm. she was i mean you know she was practicing whatever mm-hmm uh, like fully clothed is what I was trying to say. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this is like, I feel like I'm reading your diary. Like I, yeah. after after understanding it the night before and then seeing her express herself like that, thinking yeah. like, looking the other direction and not noticing that there's like a roof full of people. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, this is too, hmm, this is inappropriate. Yeah. yeah, it is. But also like, it's a beautiful moment that kind of sticks out in my mind now. Like I'll, I can vividly remember her too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, do you remember what neighborhood you were in? Were you in like Centro, like Central Seville? We were right up a street from the the big cathedral. Okay. So you were in Centro. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember the name of the cathedral. <laughs> oh God, me either. I was there. Um, I recently went to Google Maps and like walked through. I was like, oh, that's where it was. I found the hospital. <laughs> yeah. I was there before they had a metro. So that's how long ago Ooh. it was. Yeah. 2004. Oh, okay. I was there 2011. Yeah. I like, I'm dying to go back because it was a place where I felt um, weirdly connected, you know, to the culture. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I also remember there was a Greek restaurant there too. And like, 
when I went there, I was like, ah, you know, like you feel like a part of you, like your home kind of, you know, yeah. Um, which was so cool to talk to like Greeks in Spain, mixing mm-hmm. between like civilian Spanish, which is very different than, than, you know, Spanish and other parts of the world. Um, mm-hmm. and Greek, I was like, this is like, my brain is code switching so bad. I like, I'm like exhausted from just saying like seven <laughs> things, <laughs> you know, but amazing. Uh, I like that every place that we find that we love has to have a great connection with it. I know, I know, I know. Throughout like the whole backpacking trip, my favorite places were Sevilla at the top. I think Florence was second. Florence. And then Bruges in Belgium. Oh, cool. Okay. And then looking back on it, I was like, oh my God, they're just the places that reminded me of Greece. I know, <laughs> I know. Florence is, um, we went... Um, to Venice and Florence and then we kind of stopped we stopped at a town in between called Figlini um, that's like probably not the Italian way to say it that came out kind of Greek um, but Florence was wicked cool Venice I was like running around like where where were all the sites from Indiana Jones because you know that was really like again I know I'm that cool <laughs> exactly um, but Florence was was gorgeous like hiking mm-hmm. up um, all of the steps to the top of the city where like yeah. the replica of David is was like, was wicked cool. You just see like the whole town, the whole city. My friend and I decided to put um, our maps away. He had downloaded the map of Florence onto his phone. Mm-hmm. Smartphones had like just started to be really <laughs> around. Yeah. But I was like, all right, let's put away the paper map, save the map so we don't get completely lost and let's just walk. And mm-hmm. we completely got lost and we ran across like a street market and bought fresh cherries, a loaf of bread, and some cheese. We found, we ran across a little marathon. We stepped into a cathedral that had like some beautiful organ music playing. Mm-hmm. And then we sat on the bridge and like just took it all in. I was like, yeah. what the hell happened today? I know. I know. How do we do all these things and see all this, all these events in one, one day, one afternoon? Yeah. God. And the best part was, and it, an American walked up to me and thought I was Italian. <gasps> Look at you go. I was eating ice cream or gelato. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she walked up to me, this little blonde girl, and she was like, um, um, dove stai uh, gelato? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you respond in Italian? Like, I started to speak Italian, the yeah. little I had learned for the summer to like sure, get around, sure. and then I... I was like, I'm just kidding. It sounds true. <laughs> <laughs> she was probably like, oh my God, you speak English? <laughs> Jersey Shore had just filmed it right before we, they had just left right before we got there. Oh, no and way. All the merch in the windows was like, fuck you, Jersey. <laughs> the locals were sick of them at that point. I was oh like, we need God. to not, we need to not be American right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I act, I feel that. I feel that so hard. Um, <laughs> I was, when I lived in Spain, I went with my roommates and one was like, you know, brown hair, brown eyes like me. The other was like blonde, super blonde, like looks Nord- like Nordic, Norwegian, whatever, you know. So obviously they were like, hey, gringa, like all the time. <laughs> um, and then there's me and I'm like blending in, you know, until I made the one mistake in Spain of I was eating an apple on the way to school. And people were like, because apparently you don't eat on the street in Spain back then i don't know if they still do now or don't now i have no idea but that was it for me all the construction (laughs) workers knew from that point on i like blew my cover i was like i have to like take a different route to school now because they would always be like yeah but not not like cat call me like my roommate the blondie they were like who's this bitch you know (laughs) violating our social norms (laughs) oh that's interesting i didn't know that Mm -hmm. i didn't either yeah and our teachers were like they can usually tell the americans because you all walk around with a water bottle (laughs) that part that part i can see i guess (laughs) yeah i was like that's true you are not wrong with that (laughs) i will not apologize for being hydrated i know (laughs) safety first and it's like like um a quarter of a euro at Lidl next door so i'm gonna get my big water bottle and i'm gonna walk around with it so deal with it (laughs) oh my gosh yanni this was fantastic it was lovely this was so much fun Thank oh you. good <laughs> um it was really really good to to learn more about you so obviously y'all know how to find him 
Um, what you learned today is don't let people in your mind. Um, if you don't, you shouldn't be thinking about them either, right? Like get people out. They don't deserve space in your brain. Um, and make sure you tag your content creators. Like cite your Always. damn sources. Always. Cite your sources. APA, exactly. MLA. Whatever you want. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram citation. Oh my God. That should be a new one. That I think it, it will be, be eventually, right? We're heading towards there. It probably, you know, you're right. I'm um, in school, so I'm finishing my doctoral degree and we use APA, but I'm going to start using Instagram citations and see what my <laughs> professors think about that. Just, <laughs> I'm just at, exactly. <laughs> I'll be like, that's it. <laughs> that's where I got my stuff from. <laughs> at Encyclopedia Britannica. Exactly. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. And if you're listening and you don't know what an encyclopedia is, um, Sorry for the cuss words. <laughs> You're probably too young. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs>